is the problem. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues um, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. Now they come back with more people. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. Oh, C, senor. It is a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. $22 trillion in national debt. Hit that number yesterday. Get a, lot of, get a lot of attention, a lot of national discussion about, oh my gosh, that sounds like a lot. We're actually at twenty-two trillion nine billion. We've added nine billion since yesterday of spending more than we take in. <laughs> it re- can last forever, though. Don't worry. I really enjoyed all the conversations on all the cable shows about uh, the debt and uh, what we're going to do about. Oh, that's right. I didn't hear anybody mention it anywhere. <clears throat> you must have had sweet dreams. And it didn't come up in the State of the Union address at all. Nope. Republicans don't talk about it, nor Democrats. Nope. Just not a topic. Can you imagine that? We're going to talk later about how the highest number of people ever, percentage of people ever, are three months or more behind on their car payment. Um, so just you just don't talk about it. Just in your house. You're upside down. You're way upside down. You're not making your payments. It's just not a topic between you and your wife. Just, sure, you got piles of collection notices. And- Let's talk about planning our vacation. Let's talk about a lot of other spending ideas. The, how we're going to remodel the kitchen. Well, and if the you new wonder, stove we're going to get, the vacation we're going to take, but nobody brings up the debt. Right. Meanwhile, the kids are all running around whining how they're the oppressed kid and that they have their how about my, my friend has and a, I deserve more. My friends have the latest video game set up. Right. How come I don't? We are a dysfunctional family, no we, doubt. We are. No That's doubt. Something. That is something. But that doesn't mean we can't enjoy ourselves this morning, Jack. That's absolutely right. Please, That's bread my plan. and circuses. That's, That's what we have planned this morning. <laughs> Delightful whole wheat bread and and a flea circus. Awesome. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. We have uh, maybe our favorite political pundit on uh, later today that we're going to talk to, Lonnie Chen from the Hoover Institution. We'll talk to him about all kinds of things, including that supposed Senate deal on the wall and government shutdown and sure. all that stuff. Yeah, the strategizing. Who, who, who won? Who lost? That's what's important. Mm-hmm. Keeping score in in the beltway, because that's how people live their lives. Since he understands strategy and campaign stuff like that, I do want to ask him about the new Green Deal. Well, oh, there's another million bucks to the national debt. Sorry, back to you. The new, the NGD, the new Green Deal, yeah. on uh, what he thinks is going on there. Right, right. Is it like build the wall and Mexico's going to pay for it? Is that what it's all about? Or We'll see. We'll see what he thinks. How about we introduce everybody in the squad? There's our board operator, Michelangelo, wearing a blue T-shirt. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I went to the dollar store yesterday, got my Valentine's Day card, and... Uh, there you go. 
I'm thinking about cooking this year to save money. And so they Boston Market, they have these new TV dinners, which I've really enjoyed. And mm-hmm. I think that you know she might really like them. TV <laughs> dinners and a uh, dollar store card. Yeah. That's nice. You That's got the nice. right gal. She appreciates that. Your frugalness, despite the debt we were talking about earlier. You're no. frugal. No. We won't or uncaring. Do any, I don't know which it is. No, we won't really do much for Valentine's Day. Like you said, most people, a lot of people don't even celebrate it. I, I, I always say this. I, I, I don't, it doesn't mean it's not. It doesn't exist, but I don't know one long-term successful couple that takes Valentine's Day seriously. I've never known one. Right. If you have fun, have fun. Sure. But if there's any sort of expectation or resentment or anything like that, I would say you're being manipulated by the card companies and the uh, chocolate companies and the wine companies and the restaurant companies. They wouldn't. They wouldn't do that. Well, hey-ho! There's another million dollars to the national debt. Seriously, I'm watching the debt clock. Wow. Uh, there is positive, Sean. Hey, 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 the kids will pay it. They're stupid. <laughs> I should look look up the, the numbers. I used to have them memorized, but they change all the time. We, I think we spend something $3 for every two we take in every day. Every second that goes by, we spend three for every two we take in. Something, something along those lines. Oh, boy, I could figure that out. I have the numbers it's, in front of me. It's quite amazing. probably give me a headache. Imagine living your life like that. There's positive Sean, who, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, doing very well with your intergalactic weather update. Now, you may think it's a little cold where you may be, you know, the winter vortexes and, and whatnot hitting, hitting the United States. But on Neptune, there is currently a 6,800-mile-wide storm that is expected to last for about two years. Wow. And if you're stuck there and you think, oh, maybe I'll just head to another planet, well, if you head over to Uranus, it's not any better. No, the it's entire not. polar region <laughs> yeah, for once, is let currently it go. ensconced in a celestial skullcap. The headline of this article... Oh, no, that's the wrong one. Celestial skullcap? Yeah. Around uh, Uranus? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what Hubble good is it going to do you there? <laughs> ice giant vortexes and polar storms on Neptune and Uranus. That is Planetary interesting. Planetary weather reports. On, uh, on some planets, they have terrible storms that last two years. Can you imagine? Better get some board games for the kids. <laughs> Got a storm rolling in this Sunday, and it'll be there till 2021. Oh, I had a tea time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, I better clean the gutters out. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm feeling very adventurous. I'm going to try an experiment. I have made a Valentine's Day lunch reservation for myself at an upscale restaurant to see if I can use it to my advantage. You're going to sell it? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go. I will be I will be notably by myself, mm-hmm. solitary, having a fine meal, ah. and perhaps meet another lonely single. Going for the uh, pity coupling. Y- you're ho- I like it. You're hoping there'll be another uh, uh, female there also by herself. Yes. Huh. Yes. Or perhaps a uh, server. Uh, you know, someone that I might be... Very yes, good. That could happen. That Again, happen. Yes. a warm embrace of pity. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I know you got six other tables to bring stuff to, but you want to sit down for a bite? <laughs> Why don't we talk? Yeah, I want to try and turn lunch into a dinner. I've had many a server or bartender, uh, a young lady, sit down with me, and uh, and we become good friends. I've had that happen many you times in my life. Dud you. Um, well, i got to tell you, you uh, well, we all went out to dinner a couple of years ago. You guys saw me in action. You saw mm-hmm. me whirl into action. <laughs> we didn't see you whirl into action, and it was yeah. impressive. Yes. Yeah, it was. Maybe you you can uh, a couple will get in a fight, and, right. he'll, and, he'll, and he'll storm out, and she'll right. be left behind. That like, could happen. Boy, he was acting like a jerk. He was. You're nice. Why don't you sit down? <laughs> Is that oh, what we're imagining here? Join you, my dear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then you hit her with the Netflix and chill. Yes. <laughs> 
Whatever you want to call yeah. it. Oh, want to come back to my house for some phonograph and relax? <laughs> I have quadraphonic sound. <laughs> well, listen to canned heat on quadraphonic sound. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, uh, the year 2019. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Here we go. Officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, I didn't mention it, but we've added two more million dollars mm. to the national debt since the last time I yelled. Here we go at Mark. Am I happy? The answer is no. There you go. Yeah, I meant that. That's what I say all day long. These are dark times. Am I happy? The answer's no. <laughs> now somebody do something about it. Right. Somebody work harder to make me happy. <laughs> what are other headlines, Marshall? Well, Trump's border budget endgame. Howard Schultz rips the Dems' Green New Deal. And hot new Valentine's Day gift for your sweetie. A board game. Coming up. Howard Schultz stakes out. The anti-New Green Territory for uh, Democrats. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Uh, that, uh, probably a good political move. I don't know if I don't know if that's where voters are, but we'll see. Well, primary voters probably not. Well, he's not running as a Democrat, so. Uh, how does mailbag work? Oh, it's fine and dandy. We have some great freedom-loving quotes of the day for you. Uh, comments on the news of the day. Bacon-related questions. Howard Schultz hasn't been getting much news for the last two weeks. Right. So this is a way for him to get back in the news flow. Boy, a lot of these candidates are going to come and go. They're going to disappear for a while. You're going to forget they're even running. Yep. Yeah, they will soon be the answer to a trivia question. He's got a different situation. He doesn't need to raise money. So he doesn't have to stay in the news and raise money. Nope. Anyway, lots to discuss. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Schultz did a big interview on CNN. He's the uh, Starbucks guy who's probably running for president. And uh, he said some interesting things. He's, he's, he's an interesting, unique flavor in the, in, the, uh, in the idea of a presidential election. And how that will play or not, I don't know. But more on that later. You know, I appreciate his, his candor. I do, too. His cojones. I think he believes the things he's saying. I don't think he's a phony. Yeah. Um, uh, El Chapo's going to Supermax in Colorado. They call the Alcatraz of the Rockies. That's where El Chapo's headed, because you can't escape from there. So it'll be him and the Unabomber and Ted Bundy and Jack the Ripper and all the others that have been <laughs> captured and not kept sure in there. That's entirely accurate. Uh, mailbag. Jesse James. <laughs> and an aging Hitler. <laughs> oh, I think you're done now. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. We have actually two today. They're just both so good I couldn't choose one. First of all, uh, the great George Orwell, the further a society drifts from the truth, the more it will hate those that speak it. Boy, is that a good one. (laughs) So true. So true. God, we're in this weird period right now where you state things that you know aren't true or doable. Right. 
to like be the most outlandish to make the point that you care. <laughs> so on so, both sides, on both sides. Yeah. So I don't know what that, uh, that'll that'll be weird. I, and I'll tell you what. One day I don't know. Maybe we ought to just talk about this. I'm uh, increasingly willing to address the fact that. If everybody's doing that on both sides of the political fence, guys like us who've made a career on just trying to be accurate, plain speaking, will will be doomed. We're doomed. <laughs> yes, it's a terrible <laughs> business idea. It's just it's it's awful. So you know, I don't know. It's a candy store that's just selling butterscotch drops and whorehound candies. Nothing anybody eats these days. I you got to choose a side, and the other side's either Nazis or communists. Right? There's Everyone. another freedom-loving quote of the day from George Washington. This is a, right, get this tattooed on your, uh, on your inner thigh. Every time you cross your legs, you can read it. Government is not reason, and it is not eloquence. It is force. Like fire, it is a dangerous servant and a fearful master. Never for a moment should it be left to irresponsible action. That's Wait, George Washington. Could you get elected president saying that? I, I would enjoy, because I'm a stubborn pain in the hiney, losing saying that. And just saying it over and over again. Just browbeating it in a bit. You know, the, the idea of, I don't know. And, and this is the only thing that gives me hope. And I hate when I have hope because it's constantly dashed and then I get mad. The book that you frequently cite, talking about slavery. Moby Dick. Which makes the point that it was decades and decades and decades of slow progress getting something into a committee, then getting it, you know, 15 years later out of a committee, and then having a test vote on it. And then six, seven years later, maybe it goes in front of the entire Congress. And just, it was a grind, man. It was a fight. And I, you know, I just I'd like to think there's some hope in restoring people's love of liberty, but, but I'm, so that I'm was almost that, certainly wrong. But so that was George Washington's view of government. Yes, the opposition party, which was led by Thomas Jefferson, very soon as president, had the same view of government. Correct. They both thought government was an instrument of force and something to be feared. Mm-hmm. So boy, that's gone. Right. The idea of both parties thinking that. No, government is now half mommy, half Santa Claus. Here's a question from Corey. I'm just dying to know, when Marshall wins the lottery, it's the scratcher lottery. Yeah. Uh, does he literally bring bacon into the studio? Yes. Uh, well, all right. Do you have some sort of hilarious uh, no, fish tale you'd ba- like to tell? Bacon him? was literally brought into the studio yesterday, and I ate it. Well, yeah. No, he, he goes to the cafe across the street. Well, he sends Sean and... And we all eat delicious, delicious bacon. Right. I'm but no, we fast. don't fry it up right here, Corey, or whatever. And he mentions he's a big fan of uh, my son's band, Radio Macbeth. That's good. They make really cool music. Glad to hear it. Uh, speaking of hopeless endeavors, but you know what? They're young. They're having fun. They're making art. Too much good music. I discovered some the other day that was like 25 years old that I missed out on somehow. Oh, yeah. There's just too I, They need the to stop. The government needs to crack down. need to stop making TV shows, movies, and music until I get caught up, and then everybody can start again. Fair enough. We're wondering about El Chapo's fate. Got this nice note from uh, a a former, a a retired uh, corrections officer from a little prison you may have heard of, San Quentin. Uh, He'll get the protection he can pay for. John Gotti got his ass kicked in prison, and the boredom will kill him. He'll feel the fear, too. So, And Supermax is just 
I remember watching a, a documentary about that not long after it opened. John Gotti got beat up in prison. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't that. remember that. I can't vouch for that personally. but Because I would think you'd be protected. Yeah, it depends. I think you'd be scared to touch John Gotti. You know, I want to talk more about uh, uh, El Chapo and his uh, cartel and the rest yeah. of it later. I mean, everything I know is from a movie, so I'm certainly no expert or TV shows. Yeah, why don't we talk uh, Green New Deal a little bit uh, later? You know what? I just love this one. Do we have a minute? Yeah, we do. Uh, so uh, the ongoing argument over uh, how stupid positive Sean is or isn't. Wow. Uh, in oh, his, very. I'm quite stupid. He was. Uh, no, you're not. He was. Um, uh, Sean was protesting the $895 allegedly racist Gucci sweater, not because it was allegedly racist, but because it was a $900 sweater, and that that person needs to be taxed more. It was obviously just a joke. But yeah, you do have too much money if you're buying a $900 sweater. So, uh, but. Uh, 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 Jamin wanted to make the point. Uh, I want to point out to Sean, any listening youngsters, and the uh, if we poor people got to split the money of a person who buys an eight hundred dollar sweater, it follows that actually poor people must be allowed to split our stuff up. In the world economy, that means Sean loses his car, his job, and indoor plumbing. Also, no modern medicine. He should probably make amends if he gets a cold and develops pneumonia. America's poor are the world's one percent. And in an equalized world, they no longer have any of their rights of medicine, justice, free speech, housing, etc. His point is a good one. If you're going to have a populist, share-everything, well, socialist society, and open borders, you got to give up your toilet. Because that is a symbol of amazing wealth globally. No doubt. Marshall's well, News. I like my toilet. Marshall's News next. A lot of good stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. YouTube has some new rules that uh, they're going to try to make it uh, better for America. I'm not sure that's what's going to happen. All these... All these media outlets are trying to figure out how to handle these things, and, and every attempt they, they, they make, in, in my opinion, is has got real danger signs around it. I don't really have any sense of what YouTube's rules are. I don't well, think about uh, that much. You, 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 you'll, you'll think about it. When I tell you, you'll, you'll recognize it. I mostly go to see my favorite bands, shows, you know, I haven't seen. They have rules about that? On YouTube videos? Yes. Hmm. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah. Everything's on YouTube. Absolutely everything. Oh, I know. You can get a narrow window view of YouTube because, like, I got stuff that I'm into. And mm-hmm. so when I bring up YouTube, it just feeds me stuff like that. Sure. But if I ever branch out of that, I realize, oh, God, there's eight quintillion other things on YouTube right. that I could be into. It's amazing. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump says he's going to need more time to study an agreement that would head off a threatened second government shutdown. The plan offers just a fraction of the money that Trump has been demanding for his Mexican border wall. Trump's saying, I'm not happy about it. It's not doing the trick, but I'm adding things to it. And when you add whatever I have to add, uh, it's all it's all going to happen where we're going to build a beautiful, big, strong wall that's not going to let criminals and traffickers and drug dealers and drugs into our country. It's very simple. It's very simple. We're building a wall. Make El Chapo pay for it. God, I, I was watching MSNBC yesterday, and they were gloating over the fact that it's going to be a barrier and not a wall, and just throwing their heads back in laughter at how he promised a wall, and it's only going to be a barrier. How did we get to this conversation? 
How do we get out of it? (laughs) Yeah, how do we get out of this conversation? Okay, anything you can't get past. I I don't care what you call it. I don't call it call it Jimmy the Fence. I I don't care what you call it. It reminds me of like when my kids were a little less than ten and were screaming at each other over something stupid. And I would step in and I would say, "Both of you are making fools of yourselves." (laughs) Hilarious. Howard Schultz, the possible independent presidential candidate, ripping the Green New Deal being pushed by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and other Democrats. During a CNN town hall, the former Starbucks CEO urged Democrats to be truthful about the cost of the sweeping environmental changes that they are proposing. I read that in by 2030, they're suggesting that every building in America is, becomes clean energy conforms to clean energy, just to put that in perspective, because it's not realistic, that would mean that between two and 3,000 buildings a day would have to be reconstructed <laughs> to conform to what they're saying. Now, Schultz going- so it's laughable. And Schultz <laughs> is calling it out as laughable. Yeah. Meanwhile, you've got the, the mainstream Democratic candidates who have to go through the primary system saying things like, well, it's, uh, it's uh, well, uh, Amy Klobuchar, who's a thoroughly reasonable and intelligent woman, was on Brett Baer's show on Fox. She dared go on Fox, where she was treated with great respect. But she said, well, it's aspirational. Well, will you vote for it? I'll vote for the goals of making our environment uh, uh, better. Um, So she doesn't have... The guts to say, yeah, it's ridiculous, but, you know, there's some well, stuff I, in it that's I, kind of in a direction that I could kind of support. But no, none of that stuff's going to happen. Well, I think we've figured out what it is. It's build the wall and Mexico will pay for it. A 30-foot wall that would cost $18 trillion? How would Mexico pay for that? I mean, <laughs> how would so, you get them to pay for it? <laughs> so, right. But uh, Howard Schultz, I don't know how him and Bloomberg talking, because they're carving out exactly mm-hmm. the same spot billionaires with a business sense who are actually Democrats. I mean, I don't know how that's going to work out. They need to get together, and one of them needs to drop out. Because Bloomberg said the other day about the Green Deal, I'm tired of these fanciful things that will never happen being discussed. It's right. just a waste of time. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's carving out the same ground as Schultz. Well, they're businessmen. They have no yep. time for this. Right. Yeah, right. Schultz, by the way, pointing out we're already sitting on $22 trillion in national debt, and it's immoral to suggest that we can tally up 20, 30, 40, 50 trillion dollars of debt to solve a problem that could be solved in a different way. You know, he's got way more of a uh, everybody who's down and out in this country needs my money attitude than I have, but he is the only candidate talking about the debt regularly. Right. The only one. True that. You know, your your point about businessmen is well taken and businesswomen, because can you imagine... Uh, there you are, you're in the boardroom, or, or it's the strategy meeting, or whatever, and one of your employees gets up and says, I don't know, what are we selling in this scenario? How about Fitbits? Um, and one of the, your young employees gets up and says, we should have a goal to have a Fitbit on every person on Earth. All the little children in Indonesia with Fitbits, and every child in China in the next two years. And you say... Well, number one, we, we can't possibly scale that fast. Number two, they're expensive. How are they going to afford it? We need to help them afford it. And then they just break down crying. And you, you would run them out of the... All right, all right, listen. You need to leave. But that's our politics yeah. right now. Yeah, well. 
people saying just crazy stuff. All right, my friends, I've got a Valentine's play for you players. When it comes to bonding with your potential partner, you should consider playing board games or making art. Baylor University researchers had couples either take an art class together or go to a game night and play board games, and the researchers measured the levels of uh, oxytocin or the love hormone. The love hormone? Yes. The love hormone. (laughs) It makes you feel like you want to get down. And they found the old love hormone. They found doing either activity caused all participants (laughs) to release immense amounts of this hormone. I I believe it. I always like around Valentine's Day where there's all these little stories and studies like this that are around the idea of getting somebody to be in a relationship with you. You're going to pull that off the day before uh, or the day of Valentine's Day and then have a romantic time. (laughs) You might have a time, but I don't know how romantic it's going to be. There's somewhere you can go to get, like, uh, you know, your pepper spray, except it's oxytocin. Just whoosh, spray it in somebody's face. How you doing? (laughs) I find myself strangely attracted to you. There you go. That's a hint. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips at Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Yes, sir, is it's Goldschlager. That's what it is. It's you, you order oh, gold. Slider. That is tawdry. It's cheap. It's amoral. It's disgusting. <laughs> Folks, play a board game like old Uncle Marshall suggests. <laughs> Love, Love hormone. <laughs> Exciting and new. Right. we got to get the original Love Boat theme if we're ever going to play the Love Boat theme. Right. The, not the new modern Love Boat theme. This is modern. <laughs> yeah, really. The original Love Boat theme is the campy, mocked Love Boat theme. Let's get the Kings of Leon to cover it. Or, All right, I'll find it. Be, be, before sure. Valentine Day tomorrow, we need to get the actual Love Boat theme. Uh, new rules for YouTube. Among other things, we're going to talk about how uh, Twitter is going to change uh, elections from here on out. I think we already knew that, but it was broken down in a Bloomberg article yesterday in a way I found fascinating. And one more piece of evidence, as if you needed one, that the stupid are running America. Stay with us. (laughs) The Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Exciting. Yes, now this is the original Love Boat theme. Huh? The classic by Nathan Hale. What was the guy, the name of the guy who sang this song? I don't think it was Nathan. I have no idea. Is this the original? I don't know. Did I sing this? You can work the Love Boat theme desk. I don't have any idea. Yes, it's all. Well, it's a classic. It's a classic. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Captain Steubing? Huh? Gopher? Who became a congressperson? We'll be talking about you after you leave today, Jack, just so you know. <laughs> Look up who sang the original Love Boat theme. I need to know that. Das Love Boat? Um, last night. <laughs> the German version. Much grittier. <laughs> das Boot. Das Love Boat. Jack Jones. Yeah, Jack Jones. One of oh, your most of famous crooners of all time. Sure. He's a uh, uh, husband of... Uh, Shirley Jones. Shirley Jones, uh, mother of David Cassidy. Right. Who was fathered by a different dude. Who once called us a-holes. <laughs> David did, not David the father. David yes. Right. So it all, it's like uh, it's like Kevin Bacon, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Right. With us. Right. Um, last night, Westminster Dog Show. They named a winner. You know, I love you all. 
every one of you is best in show. Oh, that's Wire sweet, Fox except Terry. it's not true. Wirefox Terrier's <laughs> king again! The Wirefox Terrier won, so there you go. Aren't you excited? What's that dog's talent? It sniffs out wires and stuff? This light switch doesn't work, Bongo! Go find me the wire! So, uh, Howard yeah, Schultz... Oh, show. Who was that guy? He was a little old for the everybody gets a trophy <laughs> generation. <laughs> so, Howard Schultz running for president. A lot of interesting quips from his big CNN interview. We'll be talking about that throughout the show. Um, Major news out of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Oh, yeah. That you probably will not hear. How did that not get more attention? Also, the, 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 the greatest theft from taxpayers in the history of America in terms of a state project, the bullspit train in California, looks like it could be canceled. No. Yes. I don't believe it. So YouTube has got new rules, and um, I, I do have some sympathy for your Twitters, your Facebooks, your YouTubes, your Googles, and everything like that. And in, in, in how they're going to try to stop bad things from happening without... Uh, Without clamping down on, you know, good things are out there, or free speech or whatever. It wouldn't be easy. Right. Then you add into the fact that Google, for instance, and Facebook, well, and Twitter, they have political agendas. So you have to watch out for that all the time, too. And YouTube is run by Google, and we know they're an activist political organization. Hello, YouTube. I'm Mike Huckabee. Hi, Mike. You and I have a much higher tolerance for so-called not good stuff being on social media platforms, because I figure the marketplace of ideas will sort that sort of thing out, but... You know they're also in a well, they're in a marketplace and and they can't yeah. be seen as rogues. Well, so I, I have some sympathy. I'm more concerned with once you start applying rules, it's impossible. Well, they're terrible at it. Well, I don't know if anybody could be good at it. But well, here's well what they're you, terrible at. It. Here's what YouTube is doing. They've announced that they'll no longer recommend videos that are uh, conspiracy video conspiracy videos. Oh, for goodness sakes. And, uh, stuff like claiming the Earth is flat, making false claims about 9-11, etc., etc. So currently, you know the way YouTube works. Like, I'm into guitar lessons on YouTube. So if I every time I get onto YouTube, it recommends all these guitar lessons. It's like it's the only thing that exists on YouTube for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's all it recommends. Well, if you are the sort of person that is constantly uh, looking for YouTube... That's YouTube's- funny. YouTube used to recommend guitar lessons for me, but then it heard me play and said, never mind. <laughs> Don't bother. If you're the sort of person that's uh, constantly looking at 9-11 conspiracy videos or Earth is Flat as conspiracy videos or or uh, a variety of other things, right. it's going to give you tons and tons of those. And the concern is that it, um, from the people that think they can control the world at Google, the concern is that they're, you know, they're making these people even crazier than they are <laughs> well, I, by reinforcing things. I think those two examples you gave are both hogwash. On the other hand, it sounds to me like they're saying we will only let you watch the conventional wisdom. If anything's a minority point of view, you don't get to see it. Um, I mean, where do you draw that line? Exactly. Engineers at Google, YouTube's parent company, hailed the movie as moves a historic victory. Yes, John? Uh, so you can still see these videos. If you follow the channels that oh, put out these content, them? Yeah. it is simply okay, removing yeah. it from the, autom- the automatic recommended algorithms. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, YouTube said that the action is meant uh, to reduce the spread of content that comes close to, but doesn't quite cross the line of violating its community policies. All in quotes, obviously. The examples the company cited include pr- promoting a phony miracle cure for a serious illness. Well, 
you might be uh, have different opinions about what is uh, what is a real cure and what is not than than other people. I'm not sure Google gets to determine that. Think of various holistic type stuff. Exactly. That, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, claiming the Earth is flat. Okay. Well, that's kind of that's just humorous, really. Well, it, there's not a lot of harm there, is there? The flat thing, the flat Earth thing. No. No. Um, and as Sean mentioned, the videos will still be there, but it just will not. Um, uh, it will just. They will not just show up. They will not show up as recommendations, the way that they used to. For instance, like if you were uh, looking for a, a particular kind of cookie recipe, that all of a sudden you get a million cookie recipe videos. Mm-hmm. You won't get a million other things. It's beginning of a more humane technology, technology that empowers all of us instead of deceiving the most vulnerable. My concern would be this. Is that if you're the support of, sort of person that uh, you know has certain views of illegal immigration, will you not get certain um, what Google sees as fake conspiracy videos about the amount of crime illegal immigrants commit? I think that's a perfect we, example. We, we won't have that discussion about how much actually exists crime with illegal immigrants. That's a immigrants. conspiracy that's theory a conspiracy. from racists who hate brown people. Yeah, so we're no longer going to funnel those if you're into a certain uh, area, if that's what you're searching on. Right. I, I do think that's a really good example. Yeah. Now, now. You or know, George it's funny Bush, that- say this one. George, they talk about 9-11. I think m- most normal people agree it happened the way it's being portrayed. Mm-hmm. But how about the war in Iraq? George Bush lied. Well, some people believe that. A lot of people don't. Um, is that a conspiracy or not? How, how does Google handle that? Well, right. I, man, I have layers of problems with this. That statement you read, first of all, it, it was, you know, what, I, what I've come to hate so much, and that's, greeting card-esque vague sentiment masquerading as policy and then the paternalism of it just made me squirm we're not going to aid in the what was that about the most vulnerable the technology uh that we want in technology that empowers all of us not deceiving the most vulnerable so happy valentine's day love joe i mean that was just that was a greeting card i don't what are you talking about you know, I, again, I have sympathy. They have an impossible task because generally their ideological brethren are calling everything they don't agree with evil and horrific and that it must be cracked down on for the good of humanity. But then you're uh, what's his face? Jack Dorsey of Twitter. I was just reading an interview with him. Thinks, okay, yeah, 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 I want to be a good person. I want people to like me and admire me, uh, all my progressive friends especially, so I need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. But then he gets into it and realizes it's damn near an impossibility. So, I don't know. The artificial intelligence change will have a huge impact because of affected channels that have billions of views. Uh, there's a lot of these conspiracy-type videos or, or, that, that lots of people watch. You know, you, they're a private company. They get to do whatever the heck they want. If the sure, in theory, in a free market, a different video watching channel would uh, would pop up and compete with them. If uh, that's what the market demands, but yeah, if we're getting getting down to the bottom line, yeah, I guess I'll just shut my face because it's none of my business. I mean, I can't def- demand my favorite shoe stores start selling gallons of milk if they don't want to. They don't have to. Yeah, I just YouTube I'm not, wants to run their gig. A I'm, certain I'm way. not Fine. sure the free market thing works with with the example of Google and YouTube. I'm not sure that it does because they buy up and and absorb and or crush anything they don't like. And they're just so big. They right. were first in and so big and so ubiquitous that just. I'm not sure it's realistic 
that. I mean, a, a good, pure libertarian would say, yes, it will take time, but the free market will uh, different competing. But I'm just not sure that's realistic, mm. that you can live without Google or YouTube as the vehicles for videos and search engines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose, you know, the counter argument to my counter argument to the counter argument is that, well, you know, we're consumers, too. So we get to yell at YouTube, too, and tell them, no, don't do that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm I switch back and forth between commentator and consumer as a consumer. I'm like, no, quit screwing around with it. So this happened at a uh, Home Depot in Wichita, Kansas, where my brother lives. And, and uh, well, I have nieces there. I got, I got family. You may have, I got friends. You have, may have spent quality time in that very Home Depot. A guy walked into the bathroom. Do you the, remember it? A lot of shelves, hard floor. Lumber? Lots of lumber? Yeah. A whole bunch of checkout stands, second. but only one open? Wait a second. Have you been to that <laughs> one? Did it have electric drills? Yes! <laughs> ah, that's, that's the one! The one. <laughs> Anyway. Couldn't find anybody to help me? That one? Mm, mm. (laughs) Yep, nailed it. Uh, So a guy walks into a bathroom in the Home Depot and says, you're all going to need to get out of here because I'm fixing to blow this place up. (laughs) And somebody thought it was a bomb threat and called the police. Oh, 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 it was a a poop threat. I think you would, I think you, if you're in the bathroom and I think you would pick up on the tone of voice. Depends. Well, I didn't hear that tone of voice. I'm fixing to blow this. <laughs> so well, at least he had the decency to announce his intentions. Some big old boy walks into the bathroom at the Home Depot and says, "You better get out of here. I'm about to blow this place up." I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not worried. He's Al Qaeda. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a poor choice of words, though, sir. In these stressed times. Don't nobody go in the bathroom for about 35, 45 minutes. Oh, boy. Like uh, my seven-year-old said about our pug last night. Hey, pup, pup, just dropped a bomb over here. (laughs) (laughs) If you see something, say something, son. (laughs) Well done. Oh, man, we got so much good stuff to come. Hope you can hang around. And some uh, mediocre stuff. (laughs) I mean, stuff that's just really average material. (laughs) They'll catch on to that soon enough. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.